Right now, let's go to the phones, though. Even though we were listening to Brad Peterson's favorite song, he wants to talk outdoors. Is that right, Brad? <laughs> That's absolutely my favorite Wickstrom and Dober song. <laughs> it's probably the only one you know. <laughs> no, you played a few more than that on the radio here. Yeah, we have. All right, Brad, we got a few things we want to cover. I want to talk about current conditions. I want to talk about the new newsletter you launched. But first of all, let's wrap up, kind of put the bow on waterfall season. Uh, goose season really comes to an end pretty close. There'll still be the conservation season, but the main seasons are winding down, right? They are. Uh, duck season is already closed. Uh, goose season in the northeast region closes tomorrow. And then the conservation season will start up uh, the 13th and run through the end of April for the areas east of I-25. So if you still have the urge to get out, uh, you are able to go out and chase snow geese. For those people looking to get out, uh, for Canadians here either this afternoon or tomorrow, um, we have, with this warmer weather, had a few birds move back up from the south, so there are a few more birds around. But uh, with the warmer temperatures, I would say your best bet is if you've got an opportunity to get out into a field, that's where you ought to go. They're coming back to roost on the river, but it's it's pretty late at night, and uh, a lot of times it's after shooting hours. All right, so there's opportunities. And that snow goose, by the way, it's difficult to time that migration sometimes, but if you hit it right, the sky can get black with white geese, if that's an oxymoron or not. So it's a great opportunity. It just can be frustrating timing it sometimes. Let's talk about current ice fishing conditions. What are you seeing out there? Up here in the, you know, kind of north of the Denver area, along the Front Range, we're holding pretty good. We've got about uh, 8 to 9 inches of ice still. The top, oh, I'd say three inches are kind of a snow ice with the bottom being a, a better clear ice. So I think we're going to be pretty good uh, holding out as far as our our ice thickness. You are seeing a little bit of melting along the shoreline, especially where there's cattails and rocks and those areas heat up a little bit more. So be a little careful getting on and off the ice. But with the cold front we've got coming up, uh, I think we're going to have ice holding on for at least another week to 10 days up here. And that, that can provide for some really good fishing. That late season ice fishing can be a lot of fun. Well, it really can. As the water starts to flow in under the ice, <clears throat> it reoxygenates the water, gets the bug life going, which gets the bait fish moving, which gets the predator fish moving. And the two best, usually the two best times to ice fish are early and late ice. And, you know, with good ice here on the front range, or at least, Fishable ice, always be careful, like you said. Never assume it's safe. But a lot of times you can be out, like on Boyd or some of the other lakes, with just a, a light jacket on and, and a pair of boots. You, I mean, you don't need a heavy suit like a lot of times I wear when I'm ice fishing. It's it's fun and it's comfortable, right? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's something that people from your home state of Minnesota just are not familiar with, being out on the ice, uh, you know, I'll see people out there in shorts and T-shirts as, you know, we get these warm days that are in the 50s. Now, I'm not quite that crazy, but, um, you know, it it is a lot more comfortable. It's a good time to take kids out. And, uh, you know, as long as you're practicing the safety. And what you were saying about that water flowing in and reoxygenating it, the one thing I think it 
mistake a lot of anglers make is, you know, we start fishing shallow early ice and then we move out deep. And a lot of people are still out fishing deep. I was over by St. Vrain yesterday and the people catching the fish were the ones up near the shoreline because that fresh water coming in, all that bug life starting to, to get active up shallow again. So a lot of times those fish move from the basin back up to the shallows again. So if you're having trouble finding fish out deep, go back to looking in shallow where you're catching them first ice. Oh, yeah, no question. Uh, that's a great opportunity. The other thing you do have to be a little careful of, and I know you noted this in your newsletter, we're going to start seeing some snow melt and some river flows coming in as they release water uh, up in the mountains to be ready to capture. So we're going to see the water levels changing in lakes, which can affect the ice, especially by shore. That it, it can. You know, when those water levels raise, not only by the inlet does it open up some, some create some open water, but along the shorelines, it creates an issue. So those afternoons, you can have the shoreline go bad. But the other thing is, as anyone who's been in Colorado for a long time knows, springtime is wind in Colorado. So if you get some of that little bit of open water happening, and then you get a, a heavy uh, wind blow happening, that can sure take ice off quick or really weaken some out up. So just be careful with that uh, and keep an eye on it. I know right now Pruitt and Sterling are both getting water in them. And, uh, you know, the one lake that uh, kind of down in the metro area that is rising slowly is Chatfield. So that's another one to kind of keep an eye on right there. Any lakes up here in the northern part of the state, large or small, that there's a decent bite if somebody wants to run out in the next couple of days? You know, the three spots I'd kind of say is um, starting from the further south, St. Vrain Ponds is still producing a lot of trout and a lot of panfish. Uh, we always talk about it, but it's just such a great opportunity with such diversity. As you go a little further north, the Loveland area, Boyd's been fishing tough the whole ice season. But Lawn Hagler has been fishing really good for trout and the white bass. A lot of the people are fishing kind of that dam area. So that's where I would kind of stick to and towards that south end. And then as you go a little bit further north, probably your best opportunity is going to be Douglas. They're catching some bigger trout and some, some walleye and sauger up in there. So those are kind of the three areas along the front range I would I'd keep an eye on. I have not been getting much reports out in the Northeast. It doesn't seem like people have been traveling out that way to fish any of the big reservoirs. All right, let's switch gears while we still have time. You've started a new outdoor report. Um, tell me about it. It's called uh, the NOCO News. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's the NOCO Fishing News. And um, I just started it in January. And what the goal is, is to get quick and up-to-date information on current conditions out to the anglers who fish that area, along with incorporating some fishing tips and then also some information that, you know, maybe people have had a tough time finding or getting on the stocking of these lakes. Um, and then looking at some of the trends that are happening through the sampling of the fisheries. So that's the main goal is just to get some good information out there. And this year it's 
you know, it's it's going to be key. We've had low water in certain lakes, so those lakes might have some issues going on as far as the fish numbers. And just, uh, you know, when are the boat ramps going to open? What's your water temperature happening? You know, when are the lakes starting to fill? That type of information can really play a big key. Just Boyd Lake, for example, when that water starts coming in, those white bass move in, and if you can get there, it can be some of the best fishing of the year. Yeah, I'm looking at the current issue, I believe, the one you just emailed recently, and you're talking about some panfish through the ice. You give a tip on how to lower your jig down to avoid line twist, which um, a lot of people don't know that studies have shown if that jig spins horizontally, uh, it it can uh, detract from the bite, and you gave some good tips on that. You're talking about the walleye biomass and some of the bigger lakes around Colorado. And then you have some CPW news and some uh, some fishing tip presentations. So how does somebody go about signing up, Brad? If you want to sign up, you can go to nocofishingnews.substack.com. Or if you're driving right now and you can't remember that, I just put a post on my Brad Peterson Outdoors Facebook page that contains a link that can get you right to there. All you have to do is subscribe. It's free. Um, and each new newsletter, which is going to be targeted for kind of that Tuesday, Wednesday time frame, will be sent to you in your email. And, uh, you know, hopefully this helps anglers get out to catch a few more fish. All right, my friend. Great, uh, great venture you've got there. Hope people take advantage of it. <clears throat> Thanks for joining us today, Brad.